Fuck you. That's my name. <laughs> Hey, this is Sharks Across Hollywood, and it's the last episode of Halloween for the year. We're doing Halloween 2, and I tried to come up with a joke about all the Halloween 2s there are, because there's Halloween 2, and then I thought Halloween H2O was 2, but I think Halloween H2O was actually Halloween 3. You mean in, a, in like, official John Carpenter canon? Yeah. Well, no, Carpenter didn't actually have Well, no, no, he didn't. Though he did, sign off, he did sign off on it. I just mean, I guess it's like Halloween 1, Halloween 2, then Halloween 3 didn't happen, and then Halloween 4, 5, and 6 were all part of the same continuity and then they're like you know what those movies are weird why is why is michael myers in a cult okay halloween h2o i guess the first two happened but the other ones didn't thank kevin williamson for that. <laughs> and then they go and make a sequel to that and then they're like oh fuck that sucked then rob zombie came resurrection yeah something like that <laughs> and then rob zombie came and made a halloween and then a halloween 2 which has nothing to do with anything <laughs> and then we didn't get another halloween movie until last year and that's also halloween 2 but it's halloween 2018 so technically none of those movies happened not even this one that we're talking about today not even this one. I gotta say, I can understand why because this really, as I was watching it, I, all I could think was that this is, as Halloween was sort of the template for all slasher movies that would piggyback on its success. Of course, Friday the 13th being the most famous, but including tons of slasher movies from Sleepaway Camp to, you know, all the ones that you can't even remember because they didn't warrant DVD releasing. They got a VHS release back in the 80s and that was the end of them because they weren't good for the most part. Halloween 2 is the template for the slasher sequel. It really is. It's problematic is maybe the wrong word because that sort of has connotations like due to like racism or something like that. And it's not. It's just, it's kind of shitty in all the same ways that slasher sequels became shitty and it's escalated in all the same ways that slasher movies became escalated and it's unrealistic in all the ways <laughs> slasher sequels became unrealistic. I genuinely think that this is the genesis of Kevin Williamson's idea for two killers in Scream. So much stuff happens in this movie that it doesn't make sense that there's only one killer there's a lot fucking there's a lot going on in this movie and yet nothing happens <laughs> it's so slow and yet <laughs> Yeah, there's so much going on at the same time. I feel like in a parallel universe, that kid who's unnaturally obsessed with Laurie, the uh, oh Jimmy, EMT, yeah, God. I feel like he's I feel like he's the second killer in a in an early draft of oh, this. Oh my script. God, he creeped me out, right? And <laughs> he's I, so damn creepy. He's he's so like overly the, attached to Laurie yeah, right off the bat. We we see him like one of the first times we see him after he takes Lori to the hospital he walks into her room and he's like looking at her but then he touches her hand but he doesn't like not like hey are you okay he takes his finger and just like gently brushes her hand yeah a little bit and then no he's definitely ooh. he's definitely got creeper status not as much as his friend uh bud at least he wasn't creeping on on a almost comatose girl. He was like, uh, I want to fuck the nurse. And she's like, okay, I want to fuck you too. But hey, I don't have time. Let's get the fuck out of here. No, Bud's the overtly <laughs> creepy guy. Yeah. He's the guy who just wears his creepiness like a badge of honor. I kind of saw him as like one of those friend characters from like Revenge of the Nerds or Ski School. You know, a real unreported date rapist type. He reminds me of me a little bit i won't actually act on any of the creepy stuff that i say but i do it because it makes people uncomfortable no bud <laughs> comes off like the kind of guy who does act on the creepy shit he says but he says the creepy shit right out front he doesn't hide it and pretend like he's not thinking it well then he's honest he is he's straightforward gotta hand him that i like one of the first times we actually get to know him a little bit when they're all sitting in the break room and there's that girl and he's talking he's like what the hell is this blah blah she's like every word every other word out of your mouth is shit hell or damn or something he's like yeah, yeah i know i guess I, guess I just I fuck, just up, fuck up all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and, and also, she's annoying. I'm glad she's dead. Any adult that can't handle a little swearing is annoying and needs to fucking go back to kindergarten. All right. I suppose that brings me to one of the one of the things I wanted to bring up. Fuck, Mary, kill the nurses. <laughs> See, and I was I was trying to avoid it, but you brought it up. Come okay. on. Come on. You nurses. know you were thinking it, too. Now, are we talking, does the boss lady? I'm talking the three main nurses, because there's that blonde nurse who gets knifed by Michael in the back, but she's she doesn't even have any lines. Kay. She's effectively a non-character. I'm talking about the three nurses who we actually get to know. I'm talking about Black Nurse Ratchet. I'm talking about Nurse Conservative who is also kind of Nurse Technotard because she can't figure out how a walkie-talkie <laughs> works. I wrote that down too. And then there's uh, the nurse who, who I came to refer to as Irish Cuisine Nurse because the Irish boil everything. 
Oh, <laughs> I get it. I get it. Fuck, Mary kill. I, that, that is so easy. Kill the conservatively annoying one. Obviously. Fuck the Irish one and marry Nurse Ratchet. See, I feel just the opposite about those two, though. I would fuck the hell out of Nurse Ratchet, but I don't think I'd want to get into a, rela- a long-term relationship with her. I feel like uh, <laughs> Irish cuisine nurse is going to be much more fun in the long term. Those are the girls that I... That, that I go for though really like domineering yeah nobody nobody sees them fun but like they're 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 fun sometimes which is all I need no okay. I think that's the thing I she's I wanted to oh god I wanted to fuck her so bad like, but you marry looks, her and you can you can fuck her all the time she forever. looks like she would be amazing in bed but she also looks like she would be hell to live with because I was married I was married to a woman who now is exactly she's a chart my ex-wife <laughs> is a charge nurse oh seriously <laughs> yeah and she's she's just up that alley but at the same time you know like and i also like that we're not doing any of this in order because this movie's so boring it gets good those last like 20 minutes when Lori's running from michael and then but then like intermittently there's some like oh that's interesting hey okay we're done with that all right let's well, talk i think more. this i think this was a little bit more exciting than halloween one i actually watched them back to back this weekend really because i how the first halloween well it's a much better movie just in oh general. obviously and yeah more quote unquote exciting but like i would much rather no you see i felt you know, like i felt like it's not very exciting i feel like this oh, is a lot yeah. more exciting that was a lot more intelligent and well developed mm-hmm. plot wise this one is not as intelligent it's not terribly well developed in terms of all the characters kind of feel like you know they're cannon fodder that's yeah that's all exactly they, they feel like cannon fodder i feel like we're not really th- these aren't realistic well-developed characters they're archetypes if you will, you have the nurse ratchet type and you have the oversexed nurse type and you have the conservative nurse type and you have the creepy buddy and you have the desperate guy who's in love with the main character and you have the alcoholic doctor and you have the crazed doctor. <laughs> oh, yeah. The one of the doctors showed up drunk and he's like, give me some coffee. Oh, yeah. And his name is Dr. Mixter. Yeah. Dr. Like, Mixter. <laughs> Where did they come up with some of these fucking names? I have no fucking clue. That was know. his name, Dr. Mixter. Like Loomis, they they stole his name from Psycho. Oh, really? Yeah, because uh, the, the dude that she's fucking in the hotel room, is his name is Loomis. And I, th- well, I think it's actually his first and last name, which I can't remember for some reason. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't remember that guy. I mean, I remember the character. I just don't remember his name. When I was watching it today, I was watching it with my kids earlier today. Well, I watched it with my son last night, and then my daughter woke me up this morning and was pissed off that I had watched it with my son while she was over at a friend's house. So she wanted me to watch it again with her. So I watched it again with her and then immediately watched part two afterwards with my son when my daughter ditched out on me. So my daughter missed part two again. So I maybe I'm going to have to watch it again next weekend. I don't know. But uh, yeah, Nancy Loomis is the name of the actress who played Annie. And that's that's right. That was that's where right. I kind of thought they got it from. Since we're just all over the place, I just want to say... I was a little bit irritated because I watched the movies back to back today. I was a little bit irritated when Dr. Loomis says that Michael's 21 and his math in the first movie says Michael's 21. But you have him in this movie, uh, part two, saying Michael's 21. In the first movie, he says Michael committed the murder when he was 16 and then was... No, six. When six, six, excuse me, yes. And then was locked up for 15 years. So he's 21. Now, he doesn't say he's 21, but the math adds up to 21. Right. Yet, in the credits for the original, it says Michael, age 23. I'm guessing that when they say Michael, age 23, they mean the guy who played Michael jumping up on the car and Michael when he had his mask ripped off. Because that's not the guy who played Michael throughout most of the movie. The shape is a different guy. But the guy who played Michael when he got his mask ripped off and Michael when he jumped up on the car is a different guy. Again, watching it back to back this morning, I noticed that they did retcon the climax of the first movie in the opening of the second how so like it like they didn't they didn't just lift it straight out and paste it into the new movie no they actually did a little bit of a little bit of cutting to make it a little tighter they didn't fully show michael's face when laurie ripped off his mask which i think was a good decision i think it was the right choice to snip out those bits because it kind of takes the mystery away when you get to see his face and i think it's better when you just get to see that he had his mask ripped off but you don't really get a good look at him i think that's better also when michael's sits up behind Laurie in the original there's no sound 
But in the second one, when Michael sits up behind Laurie right at the beginning of the movie, we get some ominous music. Was it really just dead silent? In the? It was. Oh, wow. It was dead silent until she stood up. Uh, yeah, I haven't gone back to watch the first one since we did it last year. Yeah, I watched it twice this weekend. So but Nobody will watch. Rachel won't watch it with me again. She's like, she said it was really boring. Also, Michael falls <laughs> off a completely different balcony in the first one. Yeah, no, I noticed that too. Like they, they did, they're, they're doing like a Rocky two thing kinda, but then they go back and reshoot because the beginning of Rocky two is just the end of Rocky. Yeah. Also when Dr. Loomis looks down in the end of the first one, the grass is kind of patchy. There's a lot, of, there's some dirt shown through if I recall correctly. And then in the second one, it just looks it's like just Looney Tunes. This, it's just the thick, gorgeous lawn <laughs> with a human shape mashed space because they had more money this time yeah and also a different director yeah that's true carpenter didn't direct this one did he he just wrote it i was gonna i was gonna bring that up because he it's kind of a back to the future situation where the guys that made back to the future are like well it's open for a cliffhanger sure but we did that because we thought it'd be funny we didn't do it because we thought there would be sequels that's what he did he's like i just uh, he he said he wanted it to be self-contained and he knows the movie's not very good even he said (laughs) it he's like you know he didn't he didn't want to do it but they paid him so he did it i'm glad that he ended it the way he did I'm actually kind of curious to see how they resurrect Michael in part four. I also like that Carpenter did come back for three, like as a producer. He didn't direct it, but he came back as a producer for three. I don't know this from any interview or anything, but as I was watching this and watching him wrap it up and really bring it to a close, and then I started thinking about part three and how it just went in such a radical direction, I thought, you know, I wonder if he maybe wanted to do this as a sort of anthology type thing where he wanted it to start being like different stories based around Halloween. He did. That was his idea. And then when three tanked at the theater at the box office they just said nope fuck it yep so halloween 4 the return of michael myers we'll get there in two years which that didn't come out until the late 80s did it 88 it looks yeah. like i remember when they were advertising halloween 4 the return of michael myers and i hadn't i wasn't aware of halloween and i was just like who the fuck is michael myers <laughs> It's got Donald Pleasance comes back. So every, everybody's no back. No shit. Except for, except for Lori, obviously. Donald Pleasance got killed in part three. So did Michael. Or excuse me, part two. So did, so did Michael. You actually see his body burning, but it gets really weird. Have you heard anything about those movies? No. Oh. <laughs> I'm very curious. Because I, have, I even made a note there. So again, we're jumping around because this movie's really weird and things happen, but nothing happens also at the same time. Eventually, though, they're essentially chasing him around. This is like a cat and mouse thing where they're Donald Pleasance is trying to find Michael after he escapes. And he's running around. I shot him six times. And he I is, shot him six times. He is being super fucking dramatic. <laughs> and it's really funny. <laughs> But eventually they make it, they hear that he break, he broke into a school. Fucking why? I don't know. This is about halfway through the yeah. movie. We why did he break into a school? Why did he do that? Who, like he has no reason to break into, well, it's because it's, it's an elementary school, isn't it? This is, again, this is the reason two killers. There were, I'm telling you, there had to be two killers in the original draft. Yeah, because Lori's in high school. She's 17. Yeah. or something doesn't make any sense yeah it's I so fucking it, weird i guess it would make sense if you take into consideration the fact that michael's only ever been to elementary school yeah maybe maybe that maybe he was. broke into his old elementary school but like where did he learn about sawin and incidentally they pronounce it wrong it's not they sam yes. hain it's sawin like all fucking gaelic words <laughs> it's completely spelled in a ridiculous way and that that's what i wanted to bring up that kind of hints at what comes later even though nothing was supposed to come later because do you mean part three or four four part four and five and then six i believe because there's this whole cult storyline i like the whole witchcraft angle in three if you and the others if you've seen that but no i don't know have you seen three no i haven't yet oh well it's i love it i fucking love three i can't wait it looks cool everything i've seen from it Um, there's robots and evil masks it's fucking weird and witches and tom atkins who's fucking amazing so you know there's a cult storyline later on where a cult made michael myers evil somehow it's fuck it gets fucking ridiculous and paul rudd's there did you say paul rudd plays uh what's his name tommy yes the kid grown up yes he does why I don't fucking know because I want to get there because horror movies in the 90s were super weird because nobody wanted to make them. (laughs) So they're just like, fuck it. Nobody's watching this shit. Let's just do whatever we want. Yeah, the 90s were a bit of a dry spell for horror. And then Scream came out and then they're like, oh, we can try this. And then they did. And then they did it to death and they were all kind of crappy. Yeah. 
No, Scream was great, yeah. and then it gave birth to. And a then we have Urban Legend. And I know what they did. I know what you did last summer. Just like any great horror movie does, it spawned just tons of shitty wannabes. And then they made like four. I know what you did last summer movies. And then they and then Blair Witch came along and revived horror again. And then, and then everybody they was trying to make Blair that. Witch. Yep. And then The Ring came out and revived horror. Oh again. my god! And, and they kept trying to remake The Ring. And that movie that I worked on, the dude's like, "Ooh, man, have you ever seen The Grudge?" I'm like, "Fuck off." <laughs> If you bring up the gr- have an original, never mind, never mind. Anyways, off topic. Horror is so predictable <laughs> in that way. Yeah, like I can it, understand yeah. in the '90s, people hadn't quite seen that cycle come through yet. You know, I mean, it hadn't gotten so entrenched. But by the early 2000s, like, how did people not see that going down? You know, like how did, how did they not realize? Oh yeah, okay, so 90 percent of these J horror adaptations are going to be shit, and so, like two of them are going to be okay. Yeah, everybody likes The Grudge for which I've never still never seen. I think The Grudge was a good adaptation and the ring was a good and, adaptation and everybody and that's the it. ring those are the only yeah. two good adaptations and then you had the one pulse or whatever that was oh god pulse <laughs> was fucking unwatchable Kristen Bell is in that movie, yes. I think, and they they make fun of her for it in uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Do they? I yeah. don't remember that. Her character's like, oh, I made a movie, and they're like, well, when did it come out? And she's like, it came out. It's about phones that try to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> I need to rewatch that. I yeah. don't remember that at all. Should we make fun of uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's really bad wig? Dude, all I could think <laughs> when they're wheeling her out of the house, all I could think is she looks like a, like a member of the band Wasp who got too drunk <laughs> to walk out of the house. Uh, yeah, so she she cut her hair because she didn't know she was going to be fucking making another one of these. What? When did this come out? 81, three like, years later? Yeah, three years later, something like because that. Because she had a career at this point, still making a bunch of fucking horror movies, but still. No, that's that's what uh, Carpenter said is she hadn't, he expected her to take off really big after Halloween and she didn't. She just kept doing horror movies. Yeah, besides Donald Pleasance, she was actually the best actor in that movie. And he really thought she was going to, she was going to hit big after Halloween was. Took her a minute. After Halloween happened and she didn't. So he was like, hey, you you want to come back and do the sequel? Yep. It's like, nope. Prom night. Prom night's one of those that people actually know, but I still haven't seen that one I don't either. Think prom night wasn't terribly good. Well, probably not. Prom night was uh, an also ran. It was one of the better also rans just because <laughs> it got Jamie Lee Curtis, but it's not a very good movie. I kind of want. I want to get. I want to watch a lot more slasher movies. I don't I know. Still why haven't I'm, seen Terror Train. Me neither. No, nope. I've been in the mood for slasher movies like shitty '80s slasher movies for some reason. You know what all the lists say? You should check out is Tourist Trap. It's one of those ones that that you haven't heard of. From all reports, it's one of the weirdest horror movies you'll ever watch. <laughs> I don't know. Tubi's got some stuff. And it's it's probably great. I think it's on it Tubi. I think Tourist Trap is on Tubi. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I wish Tubi would sponsor us because I could wholeheartedly endorse those guys. Oh, I could uh, all day. I watched the first four Kickboxer movies on there, and I still haven't watched the fifth one. And they got all these great swords and sorcery yep. and sleaze movies. Yes, the Kickboxer those. movies are fucking terrible. Everybody. Oh, they're so bad. Sasha Sasha Mitchell after Step by Step took off, you could tell he was trying <laughs> not. To act that way on the movie, but he still did. And he it was couldn't really help it. Like, <laughs> like in Kickboxer Two, he didn't do it at all. And then Three and Four, he every once in a while he'd be talking to somebody and he'd be like, "Yeah, well, <laughs> like, what the fuck? No!" And then he'd do that. You know, you, you know that Cody wiggle that he always did when he was oh, laughing yeah. and talking. <laughs> Our audience doesn't have any fucking idea what we're talking about, but I know exactly what you're talking. Nobody, about. I've asked everybody. I'm like, you remember? Because I just want to, I just want to blow their fucking minds by the Code Man being a martial artist <laughs> and being in. Movies that were trying to be serious but were really not good. But nobody nobody remembers Step by Step. I think that was the thing that was so frustrating about Two for me is it was clearly trying to be taken seriously and it was it just wasn't good. It's just bad. I'm, if it had leaned yeah. into the shittiness, it probably would have been more enjoyable. I'm hoping five is better. Again, we're so fucking off topic; it's retarded. But whatever. I, I'm hoping you mean five is vengeance? better. Vengeance? Uh, no, it's a uh, what is it called? Redemption, isn't it? Oh, is it Redemption? I thought it was Vengeance. Oh no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're thinking of the the reboot. Kickboxer Vengeance is the one that came out in 2016. Yeah, the one with Van Damme. It's a reboot. Oh, Van really? Damme. Yeah, it's just a complete. Yeah, like, Van Damme plays the him. mentor trainer character. Okay, and then the the sequel to that one came no, out. No, I know because I know he died in two. I know he died off camera yeah. at the beginning of two. And it's Kickboxer Retaliation, which is I thought even worse than the other one. Wow, that's pretty bad. But <laughs> that's not a great title. <laughs> I don't is. know. Retaliation just makes me think of Mortal Kombat. I don't know if there was a Mortal Kombat Retaliation, but if there wasn't, there should have been. 
because it was annihilation but yes there should that should have been the third one yeah if they made one but it's called the redemption kickboxer five now all the people from the original kickboxer movies are dead and it's mark dacascus who was in double dragon who was a much better martial artist and actor than sasha mitchell ever was so but whatever we're we're talking about sasha mitchell even get cast what the fuck are we talking about (laughs) we're supposed to be talking about halloween 2 let's let's get back on track here okay okay hey so i just this is just a side it, it, it's a but this is actually about halloween too the scene where michael goes in and he steals the knife from mrs elrod okay i was ju- yeah that good i was just gonna bring that up that woman that poor lady will never fucking sleep again <laughs> the blood on the sandwich looked like sriracha which yep. i put on all my sandwiches and all i could think was you know i would have gotten a mouthful of blood before i even realized anything was wrong i would have thought that blood on the thing was just i had spilled and gotten sloppy and i would have just taken a bite of that sandwich and been like this <laughs> doesn't taste right why didn't he keep the knife because he had to stick it in the desk at the school Uh, whatever again back to your school subplot that makes no motherfucking sense yeah why i whatever anyways this movie is all over the place it It has its moments that's the crazy thing it has its moments yeah that scene in the therapy pool is actually a really great halloween scene that's probably that's my second favorite kill in the in the movie because the way he takes bud out in the background that's cool i like that is Yeah. yeah it was really well done and the best part is based on michael's killing strategy from the first one when he strangles people to orgasm you know bud got one last nut before he went out because michael's classy like that <laughs> very very nice of him so the, the first girl that gets killed i almost feel bad for because she seemed very nice oh yeah she that was really out of <laughs> poor, nowhere poor girl you know when he didn't kill mr and mrs elrod i kind of thought okay well this movie has Michael has a plan like he did in the first movie he because in the first movie he we talked about this on the on the podcast last year he clearly has a plan we aren't told what the plan is but he definitely has one and you feel like there is a method to his madness throughout the story in this one I thought when he didn't kill Mr. and Mrs. Elrod I thought okay he's following his plan still they are not on the agenda exactly so he (laughs) found someone who fits his paraphilia and he kills her but then it just got completely derailed by the whole sister subplot, which I got to say, after watching this movie, I get why they ditched it for the for Halloween 2018, because it's yeah, it's a real reach. Doesn't matter. Doesn't make sense. Was there even a baby in that scene in the in the original one, like a toddler running around? No. no. Although, you know, you could say, OK, well, they they had her with a sitter. But then why the fuck wasn't the sitter watching? Like, who, why would they get a sitter for the baby and not for Michael? And he's got like a 16, 17 year old sister. So what the fuck's the point of getting the sitter in the first place? Where's the baby and all this? Why didn't Michael kill the baby if he's so down on killing his sisters, you know? Yeah, yeah, doesn't so make any sense. No sense. It's 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 a retcon that just flat out doesn't work. Well, yeah, they were they were trying to. Apparently, the director was like, "I kind of want I want it to be more like the original." Then John Carpenter's like, "Well, but I don't think that's going to work because look at all the other shit that's come out since then." <laughs> so so all well, the all the weird shit that happens in this movie is him. It's all it's all John Carpenter apparently. Yeah, I I get that. I I can appreciate the fact that he's trying to do something unique with this movie he's trying to not simply remake the first one and he does have to work in a world where friday the 13th has come out at this point and you know sleepaway camp probably came out at this point i i don't know what year did what year was this out this was is this, this 1981 81 friday the 13th yeah came out friday 13th came out in Sorry. 80 there had been several movies piggybacking on the halloween hype at that point i feel like yeah like valentine's day hadn't hit yet that didn't hit until 83 but oh, really? we had we had halloween we had prom night prom night and then right probably terror train too yeah prom night came out in 1980 terror train that's another jamie lee curtis special terror train came jesus christ came out also in 1980 so she 1980 was, just, was a busy year so she, she was, was just work. working on shitty horror movies for three years and they were all trying to be halloween every single one of them was trying to be halloween though yeah. i will say prom night does try to do the hitchcock thing more where That's it's cool. like yeah. it's a little more agony. it is a Christy. mystery isn't it it's like who is the killer i mean there's no mystery who's the killer in halloween that's right that's the one place where it diverges that that's another hitchcock thing though the bomb is under the table now we just got to figure out how they're gonna get away from it (laughs) 
Do you remember uh, Ben Tramer from the first one? Ben Tramer. He is. He was. He, he was never actually on screen, but apparently Jamie Lee Curtis, Laurie had a crush on him. Oh, and, that's right. And her friend was like, "I'll call him if you do." Dot dot dot. Blah. Wait, he wasn't the one in the Michael suit. He, he was totally the one in the Michael Myers. That suit. was Ben Tramer. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> god, I missed that entirely. I think it's implied that it's him. It's not like actually stated. Hey, Be- this is him. But he's the one who those who those two kids mention. Yeah, they're like when they come up. They to call Dr. him Bennett Loomis. Tramer, but yeah. Oh fuck yeah! Because she because Annie says he went out drinking with his buddies. Oh oh, see there you go. Yeah. So he must have been really drunk. Also, was he trick or treating? I feel like he was kind of just walking around drunk and probably going door to door when it occurred to him, <laughs> okay. or maybe. <laughs> Maybe he just swiped some kid's trick or treat bag because he definitely oh, yeah. had a bag. Yeah. Okay. Good. I that I didn't even think of because I'm I'm a nice kid. I'm a nice guy, and I, I wouldn't steal. A kid's I mean, we candy. don't know we don't know him, so for all we know, he's a dick. But he could be a nice guy too. I don't know. Lori liked him. Yeah. That Lori would work. liked him, and she's a sweet gal. If if Lori met him, he probably would have tried to fuck her, and she would have been like, no. And then he would have gotten murdered, and she would have gotten away because that's how it works in these movies. <laughs> Guarantee, because that's what happened in Scream. Only you know we all know what actually happened in Scream. Never mind. I don't even know. Why I brought it up. <laughs> Fuck me, right? Why does the fucking van blow up when the car hits it? That is such a fucking How is cliche. the cop going so fast on a residential street that he not only hits the guy, but then plows straight into the van <laughs> so hard that it explodes in a ball of flame and burns him to a crisp? It's not even a Schwarzenegger movie. It's just one of the just... most absurd scenes. I Again, I credit this to Carpenter just going, you know what? Let's just go in a totally different direction. And how do, also, how do they think he's dead? hasn't Loomis seen this guy before like you you have to know that he's at least two feet taller than this kid I feel like Loomis has a feeling it's not him right off the bat but at the same time he can't be sure I mean he's clearly wearing a very similar mask he's wearing the the mechanics coveralls what is that costume because apparently that's a thing Mike Michael picked it and then this random kid has it on what what is what is what is he supposed to be it's It's, not William Shatner it's unlicensed costume that they don't have to pay any royal on whatever that just that just bugged me while i was watching it <laughs> also ben's costume has more of a silver face and michael's is white did you get a look at the at michael myers face at that actual mask apparently that yeah, was there's the, some there's some good there's some good shots of it in this one there was this that was the exact same mask they actually used in the first one was it yeah and apparently it, i it, mean it matches it, it matched up great so it did I, not get taken care of very well from it is I, in it is in yeah. slightly rougher condition in this one i think there are some great shots of the mask mm-hmm. some of those shots where it's where he comes out of the dark are really good in this one like that scene where he air embolism kills uh nurse technotard Yes. That is a really good scene. Okay, and that that is my favorite kill in the movie because of that. When she walks in there and she's like, hey, doctor, what what you doing? And he's just sitting there and staring at his fish tank, I guess. Although, yeah, I will say she should have known something was up when he's sitting there staring at his fish tank like the fucking governor from The Walking Dead. Because yep. that is just creepy as shit. Sitting there in the dark with his glowing fish tank, staring silently, <laughs> and contemplating yeah, his you, demons. You got to know that something's up. And she turns the chair around. We've seen this shot a hundred thousand times, but but then he's got like a big needle in his eye. And who which knows? is a which is a great looking effect. Yes, it's gross. And it they did a really good job on that one. And then she's like, "Oh no!" But then it cuts to her, and it's all it's all black shadows behind her. And then she she backs up a little bit, and then Michael just materializes out of the shadows and just slowly. Pl- Plunges this fucking Fantastic needle into her head. Shot. It was Fantastic great. I'm like, that's, I want more of that, but we don't get more of that. And then there's... Doesn't Michael kind of do a similar one to that when he kills the completely nondescript blonde nurse? No, he drives a scalpel in her back. Oh, and yeah, I, remember, I, I know that, but like, didn't he kind of appear out of the shadows? Or maybe I'm thinking of, of, no, a, he of just the kinda, shot from one. He just kind of walks around the corner and boof, there he is. That's right. No, I'm thinking of the shot from one when he appears in the closet next to Lori when she's, after she's discovered all her friends dead, which is a very similar shot in the way he appears in the darkness. He, he just sort of materializes, the mask does. It's a gorgeous shot and i totally understand why carpenter wanted to do it again in this one it wasn't carpenter man it was rick rosenthal rick rosenthal well i understand why rick rosenthal lifted it from the first one because it is a damn good looking dissolve or resolve i guess because it's the opposite of a dissolve he appears out of the darkness how come none of the people we cover on this show ever fucking make good movies (laughs) how what did he make after halloween 2 let's see he did halloween 2 he did bad boys in 1983 with dust 
Dustin Hoffman or no Sean Penn fuck get those two confused for some reason <laughs> I don't know what the fuck that is <laughs> Sean Penn ends I up know in who jail. Sean Penn is well I know I know uh, Sean Penn ends up in jail for something I don't remember it was on TV once huh. in 1984 he made the wasp love machine video <laughs> Made a movie called Ruskies, Distant Thunder. Oh, okay. I know Ruskies. The Birds 2, the TV movie he directed, but he dir- he credited as Alan Smithy because apparently... Apparently it was a great movie. Yeah. Just a Little Harmless Sex in 1998. I have heard of that one. Yeah, nobody... In the late 80s and early 90s, I, anything that had sex in the title, I was all about. He directed Halloween Resurrection. There you go. <laughs> and then, oh, Halloween Resurrection webcam special. <laughs> <laughs> Early internet days, people. And then a bunch of TV shows of a bunch of just some stuff that actually did pretty well. He did the Beauty and the an episode of the Beauty and the Beast TV show from 2013. Oh, the one with Linda Hamilton? No, 2013, not 1987 oh, or whatever. Oh, my mistake. Yeah, I know. Rick Rosenthal, go go back to work. You're doing a good job. All right, let's cycle back to some issues I had with this with this movie because we're clearly just griping about it. <laughs> we're griping about all the problems at this point. <laughs> Did hospitals really not sterilize injection sites back in the 1970s? I thought that was a thing. Uh, well, the when doctor they... wasn't there, so they didn't have a whole lot of... No, when the doctor shows up, I oh, mean, it granted, was... he is drunk. That's probably... There you go. They do not sterilize that injection site, and they gave her a real shot. That was a for real injection. Yeah, it was pretty gross. Yeah. And and she's like, don't put me to sleep. Don't put me to sleep. And then they Can stab you? a real needle into her into a real arm without sterilizing the goddamn site. All I could think of was how my already existing fear of needles just ratcheted up to 12 when I saw them stabbing it, stabbing a needle into a non-sterilized injection site. Are they allowed to do that to her with her parents not being there and her going, please don't put me to sleep. Please don't put me to sleep. It was the 70s. Well, technically it was HIPAA the 70s. didn't exist and they had all kinds of different rules back then. I mean, shit, what was it? Um, George Wallace, Governor George Wallace, famous for uh, his, his statement, segregation now, segregation tomorrow, and segregation forever, I think is what... Something like that, I'm paraphrasing. What a nice guy. He sounds like a winner. The funny thing is, is uh, I guess he actually turned around in his later years and he started hiring black members of his cabinet and stuff at a rate much higher than other Southern politicians. Well, isn't that nice? But he uh, he, he is known for standing on the steps of this black school and... Or, or excuse me, a white school and opposing the integration of the school. Well, but anyway, George Wallace, his wife was diagnosed with cancer, but they didn't tell her she was diagnosed with cancer. They told him she was diagnosed with cancer and he decided not to tell her because she was running for governor in his place because he had hit his term limits and he <laughs> didn't want her. He didn't. I guess he didn't want her to opt out of the race because she wanted medical treatment. Treatment. And so consequently, like three years later, she finally found out about it, but it was too late and she died of cervical cancer. What a winner. Yeah. Love this guy. <laughs> yeah. He's Jesus got, Christ. He, he's like a next level kind of douchebag. Wow. But that was a thing. Like young people and women and women in particular didn't get treated with a lot of respect by the medical community back in the day. Yeah. I don't know. I guess that probably did extend into the late seventies. I hope it's turned around now. <laughs> yeah. No shit. Right. Also, Lori's shoes haven't improved. Like, I I hate those loafers, man. (laughs) Well, she's barefoot for at least three quarters of this movie. Yeah, yeah, that's... I don't know if that's that's not really preferable to me, but which actually brings me to the scene where she's dragging herself away from the car towards the end. Ooh. I'm watching this and her feet are dragging across that concrete. She's she real. I mean, Jamie Lee Curtis, kudos to her. She really committed. She's dragging herself across concrete, and all I can think is, oh, that's got to chafe. That's got to chafe so bad. And I yeah, I made I made notes about that. Not that part, but like how fucking scary that is. People have nightmares about that shit. Like like running around barefoot and shit. Like no. That trying to trying to get people's attention oh, in their yeah. dreams and they're not able to scream but then the second they get in the door she's like wah I'm like, yeah, she why didn't she just fucking voice. just scream bitch she's clearly in shock and she's dealing you know she's trying to fight through the medication that's trying to put her to sleep because she knows she's got to survive Lori's a survivor man Lori's a badass D- didn't she read the script she should know <laughs> 
how about the scene like two minutes later after the dragging across concrete scene where she falls through the window you know when michael's swiping at her legs with his razor blade and she falls onto that bunch of boxes and fucking glass shatters out all over the place and then she drags herself across the glass oh and nice yep that is a continuous shot jamie lee curtis really did that she's like, a badass she i don't know if that you know, they probably used i assume it's sugar glass but yeah they probably use sugar glass i hope sugar glass can still cut you it's it's not like it's guaranteed not to cut you it can <laughs> cut you but before that scene the black nurse the head nurse mm. she she gets she gets axed off screen the hot nurse yes which is kind of a bummer because her death is super weird like how did he get her into that position for long enough to drain all of her blood <laughs> i really want to see how that got there again this is two killers had to be two killers in the original draft it's probably not jimmy because he was alone when he walked in That's there and true. he's like oh, uh mrs what's her name no Never. no i'm saying in the original in draft, the original draft jimmy yeah. could have been the killer yeah. and then they swapped him out and we're like no nah, let's just make michael the killer yeah but instead he walks in there and sees all of her blood just on the floor and he's like oh shit and then he tries to run or something and he has a slapstick and, moment and, where he, <laughs> and he smacks his head on the floor but he's okay sort of no he's clearly got a <laughs> serious concussion going on because when he goes and he meets laurie in the yeah, car okay later. and it's super weird and he's just like staring in and he's like starting the car and she's like and she is she she made it into the car and also she's all the, hiding down in the yeah, footwell and all the cars are the tires are slashed so i don't know where the fuck this is a pretty going. sweet late 50s yes. uh chevy or buick i think but he's trying to start this fucking car and he's just like staring off into space like yeah he hit his head really hard but then she's like are you okay like let's get out of here. he's like i'm gonna get you out of here because he thinks he's the hero and then he just fucking passes not. out but then he passes out but apparently he's dead because we don't see him again that's true we don't see him again during that yeah. scene my son because he's leaning forward to try and start the car and my son just looks over at me and goes why isn't there blood all over his back oh shit <laughs> i i didn't even think about that because yeah he there was a splash and the blood splattered yeah, no, on he, his face too he he landed in a fucking pool of blood in that scene and then he gets in the car and no yep. blood maybe he stopped and took a shower i'm yep. telling you it's the archetype for all the sequels all the friday the 13th and the all the shitty <laughs> sequels this is the blueprint man i was pretty much out of out of it at this point i didn't give a shit about anything so i wrote <laughs> down when he fell down i just scrolled past that i said haha fucking jimmy slipped on the blood and shit what a loser <laughs> Well, he he definitely doesn't have our sympathy at this point. It's like, who gives a shit about this guy? I kind of feel like he's an unnecessary character who got shoehorned in there because the studio was like, Lori needs a love interest. We can't just have yeah. this young single woman without a love interest. Well, I guess in the actual original script, it wasn't going to take place in a hospital. It was going to take place sometime later, and it was going to be in a high-rise apartment building. Oh, nice. So I maybe Jimmy was the neighbor, and they just had to keep him because they're not clever enough to... Well, John carpenter is very clever but he also didn't give a shit so yeah that's, that's probably that's probably true he probably hit a point where he was just like you know what fuck this script they're paying me money so i gotta finish it at least <laughs> the lloyd kaufman school of script writing has to have a beginning a middle and an end i feel like this was also the ed wood school of script writing nobody is going to notice that <laughs> <laughs> except everybody notices that maybe not maybe not in the early 80s and it was yeah, probably, probably not it was probably a good movie because it was you know they didn't have a lot of slashers it was probably then. uh teenagers go to the drive-in to make out and it's something to be on in the background and there's tits i mean no admittedly admittedly it is a sequel to a genuinely good slasher movie so expectations were probably high because slashers hadn't been driven into the ground with shitty sequels just <laughs> right. yet really the only movie I think that had gotten a sequel at this point was Friday the 13th, huh? Because Friday the 13th came... I think I Friday know. the 13th came out in 80, and then this, and then part two came out in 81, didn't it? Yeah, 81. They just, they're like, holy shit, this movie made some money. Let's just make another one right now. Which came out first, I wonder? Did Halloween 2 come out first or Friday the 13th part two? Because Friday the 13th part two also starts immediately after the events of Friday the 13th part one. But then it kind of jumps ahead a little bit. Because I feel like Friday the 13th part two really took its cues from this one as well. April 30th for Friday the 13th oh well halloween probably came out closer to halloween yeah october 30th so yeah <laughs> 
Yeah, maybe certain... maybe they were like, you know what? We want to make it more like how like Friday the Thirteenth Part well, Two. They so. did say that they that he that he wanted to make it more like the slasher movies that were coming out. Yeah. at the time, even though he he's he started the whole thing, but then they they just took the ball and ran with it in a fucking in admittedly a, a direction that I enjoy because it's all stupid. Oh, it's fun. It's <laughs> it's not like it's not a fun movie. It is, but it's yeah, it's stupid. The first one was actually really well crafted, really well put together, and this one is really dumb but fun and they just get fucking dumber after this yes and I, yeah. probably more fun because uh i i cannot wait to dive into some of these weird movies but i do want to say something positive about the the story structure i guess of the thing i appreciate okay. it's kind of Hit there's me with positivity a little bit of the the aftermath in the neighborhood all the panic and stuff mm-hmm. i like how they did that because you know he's technically just a person at this point yeah that's as true. far as we know except he's been shot 20 fucking times but <laughs> Which I'll get to that again in a minute because there's a part that bugs me later. But yeah, no, all the people are like, like, what's going on? What the fuck's, what the fuck's happening? It's like only, and he only killed three people in the first movie. So they're like, you know, three, three teenagers are dead. We don't know. We're not telling you who it is yet. But then all the people start fucking vandalizing the Myers house because they know who it is. They know who <laughs> has done it or they assume because, you know, an escaped mental patient. But that's, that's the kind of shit that would actually but it's happen. Michael Myers. I mean, the, the town definitely has the memory yeah. of Michael murdering his sister, you know, 15 years earlier. And then. So I like the way Loomis comes up and is like the village. They want they want their retribution or yeah, whatever the it's fuck a, he this, says. This is the wake. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's right. This is the wake. Oh, the the tribe. Like they they lost one of their own or something. He's got he's got to give it some deeper meaning because he is a fucking god. He's an overactor. Like, Loomis, Loomis is such an over the top character. He was so good and it, he was so grounded in the first one. Yeah. He he totally this was fucking in this one <laughs> and he comes back. So I. I can only imagine. I think he does end up dying for real in one of those later movies. I would hope so. And we actually see it happen. So... Right after, right after I made that note about the realistic aftermath, you know, we we don't get a lot of that in these kind of movies, really. True. It's Jason. Everybody's just like, oh, he's a zombie, I guess. Let's just keep bringing him back. Jason is just kind of like he's almost like an urban legend that never graduates beyond urban legend in the mind of the community. Whereas yeah. in this case, they're like, oh, Michael Myers returned and he's killing people again. This is unacceptable, you know, and they're furious because the state shouldn't have let him escape and the cop even said he's like damn you for letting him escape and he's like i didn't let him escape do it it wasn't me (laughs) way to take responsibility guy after that scene we have this dweeby little shithead with a fucking boom box up to his ear and he is listening to the news and he's like 12 years old (laughs) no fucking way (laughs) i had that exact same thought i was like nobody walks around with a boom box up to their ear listening to news broadcasts that does not happen that never once happened that will never happen it's fucking ridiculous the only thing i can think is that he was listening to the radio and then they interrupted it but then i'm like no they should have had him listening to the radio and then cut to it then i would have been able to accept it at which point he should have just looked at it and been like what the fuck is this shit and then put push the play button on a exactly tape. yes exactly because nobody walks around with a goddamn boombox up to their ear listening to the news and he does it twice there's two there's long one, yeah. scenes of yep. him walking with this fucking ridiculous boombox up to his ear listening to breaking news broadcasts. Oh my god, I could not get over how stupid that was. I like the moment where he actually does run into Michael and Michael doesn't like to kill little kids, I guess. True. That that's Michael doesn't so, kill kids. So that's kind of fun, but yeah, other than that it's just like <laughs> I just I'm laughing at this kid cuz he's also he's really tiny and that thing's gigantic and it's, it's just Yeah, it's really just com- it's just comically <laughs> large this boombox. Uh, looks like that guy from uh, Do the Right Thing. What was his what was that character? I can't remember. Oh, dude, I've never seen it. I keep on that. That's on that's on my oh, list, though. Yeah, definitely a good movie worth watching. So then we move on to the very attentive security guard. But we also meet one of the nurses who is late eh, and she promised her friend she'd drive her home. So she needs to fucking. <laughs> but we, we meet the very attentive security guard who doesn't see Michael fucking on the on the TV, on the security camera. But whatever. And then we get that hell or shit or damn scene. Sorry, I guess I just fuck up all the time. And I said <laughs> I, I wrote down adults who can't handle swearing are insufferably annoying. The way I talk at work is kind of the way i talk on the show i don't give a shit but everybody's like do you talk that way at home I'm like yeah 
I don't fucking care. Like yeah. even in front of the kids, I'm like, yeah, of I, course. Like I'm not. I'm gonna clean it up a little. Like I'm not gonna be this this crass in front of them. <laughs> but I'm. I still swear. It's, it's like, not the words you use. It's what yeah. you're saying. It's just how I talk. What you need to censor in front of small children is what you're communicating, not yes. how you say it. Yeah. And they're like, well, what if the what if what if your kids start to swear? I'm like, if the worst thing they do is swear, I'm good. <laughs> okay. Now if I can keep them off the off the fucking pipes, I'm I'm cool. <laughs> They're like, what about the pole? No, nah, they can be strippers. Strippers make a lot of money. Mm. I, I don't want to watch. No, but no, that would know, be weird. They can do what the fuck they want. Yeah, I, I got to say, if if I had a relative who was a stripper, be it daughter, sister, cousin, aunt, whatever, and they were like, hey, come see me perform, I'd be like, you know what? Thank I'm you. good. I'm good. God bless. Do do whatever you need to do with your life. It's your body. You should do what you want with it. Mom, is but, this the midlife crisis? <laughs> but I, I don't need to. I don't need to see it. That's why we have strip clubs. You can go there if you want to see that kind of thing. And if you don't want to, you don't have to go. Uh, just make, just wait till you're 18 at least, please. <laughs> yes, yes. Do, do wait until you're 18. And maybe don't even tell me. It's not something I need to know. Uh, you know, I'm okay knowing. Me too. But I, think I'm like, be, you know, I think I'd be fine knowing. I don't I think have I'd, to know. I would just definitely want to know where so that I could stay the fuck away. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a good thing because I don't like strip clubs just I'm not, in general. I'm not a strip club kind of guy, but I can see myself one day just getting a wild hair and going to check one out and then being horrified to see someone <laughs> I know on stage. Because this is a small fucking town. Let's face it. Spokane is an incestuously <laughs> small town. And inevitably, if you spend enough time anywhere, you're going to see someone you know there. I have a lot of family here, too, so yeah, I doubt any of them would go to strip clubs. Though. <laughs> All my conservative family lives here. Yeah, um, this, is the, this is the place for it, for sure. So the point I was trying to get to. <laughs> yeah, what were we talking about that led to all this shit? Because I forgot, I forgot about that part where they were in the, they're in the thing and, you know, shit. Uh, oh, right. The uh, nurse yeah. can't take a. And then she walks words. out. Then the Jimmy's like, "What do you got to say that kind of stuff?" And he's like, "Well, amazing." And they start singing, "Amazing oh, Grace, amazing come Grace, sit on my face." Come <laughs> sit on my face. And I'm like, "That's me." Now, That's, granted, that yeah. was the that was Grace was the nurse that he actually was banging on the side. Okay, good, good. See, it's it's all consensual. He's just trying to get up the ass of that fucking girl, not literally, but he's just trying to bug her. Yeah, which is fun because that's what I do. I I completely understand, but at the same time, it's definitely hostile work environment a behavior. Little. I wouldn't condone it in the work environment, but I totally get how that having a coworker like that would just be fucking irritating. Now, my next gripe, how come nobody's watching the fucking babies? I mean, I get why one of the nurses is late, but there's no one fucking watching the babies. How about this? How about this? Dr. Loomis blows up a fucking surgery suite. Who's watching the babies who are dying of smoke inhalation at this? Holy point? shit. I didn't there even think about that. There are four nurses in this whole goddamn hospital. They're all dead. Yeah. What's the skeleton crew shit? Don't you think you need a full staff on Halloween? Granted, it's a small it's a small town. But yeah, this this hospital is inappropriately understaffed. Okay, you know what? We're here. Let's talk about that last scene. Okay, so the last 20 minutes of the movie is actually pretty good. Oh, I think the whole movie is pretty good. I, I got to <laughs> say, I have fun watching. I, I was wondering this week, because I was watching it for the second week in a row, I watched it last week, and then and then we skipped a week, so I watched it again this week to refresh. I was afraid I was going to be bored to tears by it, because admittedly, I understand that it, objectively it's not a very good movie. <laughs> no, okay. But it's exciting enough that it's actually kind of fun all the way through there's there's fun things going on there's some really great kills there's at least three solid kills in this and donald pleasance yells at you enough to keep you awake (laughs) donald pleasance is absolutely over the top ridiculous what do you guys do a warning shot bang shoots the fucking window out of the car (laughs) (laughs) you don't know what death is that poor cop would have died anyways. Oh, Because yeah. Loomis would have shot him in the face. Eventually. Oh, shit. Did you just notice how fucking irresponsible he is with that gun? In the first one, when he pulls out that gun and points it when the window smashes, he's just like, eh, he, uh, is how awkward, you know, he's having this awkward <laughs> moment with the sheriff. Oh, I awkwardly have a gun. And during it, he points the gun at the fucking sheriff while his fingers on the trigger and everything. I'm like, oh, my God. The fact that he didn't accidentally shoot somebody in the course of these two movies is entirely do to scripting because let's face it the way donald pleasance was handling that revolver was so fucking irresponsible it was destined to kill somebody i don't know uh yeah there there's a reason he died at the end of the movie (laughs) yeah but okay so speaking of irresponsible but again the last 30 minutes okay let's say 
the last 30, 20, 30 minutes is my favorite part because that's where Lori gets up and starts walking around and she's yeah. all, she's kind of out of it. And that's where she's running from Michael. And that's, that's kind of more of what I wanted to yeah, see. Yeah, there's a, a real pursuit. I think we all want it to climax yeah. like that. But she ends up in the, in that surgery suite with all these gas tanks. Oh yeah. And she's sitting in the corner and then Loomis is, Loomis is with her and he's like, here, take this gun again. More, ear, more very, <laughs> Hey, you're drugged up, right? Here you go. <laughs> Who gave this man a medical license? <laughs> Psychiatry. Uh, uh, also. And then she's like, no, I don't want this fucking thing. What are you doing? And he's like, <laughs> she's no, so it. reluctant and he just forces it on her. That's good psychiatric procedure. Does he like knock out Loomis for a second or something? No, he stabs him. No, that's right. No, no shit. He stabs. He skewers Loomis. him on that uh, on that weird looking scalpel yeah. he's got. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like the scissors that the nurse pulled out, but it's not. It's a scalpel. No, it's a scalpel, but it's like it's hooked. It's it's not like the backward, the, the traditional back curving scalpel that looks like a regular knife blade. It's got like a hook. Yeah, it was angle weird. to it. It's very bizarre looking. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen one like it elsewhere in film. Let me see. In, yeah. I mean, I don't spend a lot of time around scalpels, so I I haven't seen one in real life either, but I don't know, maybe we should watch Dr. Giggles. <laughs> Jesus. I've never seen it, but I want to. I've seen parts of it and it's so fucking bad, but Doug E. Doug is in it, if I recall nice. correctly. Speaking of weird, bad movies like that, have you been on Tubi and seen the cover that they have for Killer Clowns from Outer Space? Oh, it's that shitty cover that it's for the, the one that makes it look like a horror movie. Yeah. Quote, no, it's unquote. a really bad cover. They did the same thing with Buffy the Vampire Slayer on one of the Blu ray re releases. What? I'm like, it looks like Twilight. What? Just because it has fucking vampires in it. And I know, I know what they're doing. They're trying to sell it. I get it. What? But I want my frilly pink Buffy cover, man. No, you know what's fucking unforgivable? Did you see the cover for Near Dark when when they did the lone Blu-ray release that it's gotten so far? No. It looks like straight up Twilight. They tinted the dude's face blue so he looks like fucking Edward. Seriously? Oh. Awesome. It's so upsetting. I totally understand what they're doing. I totally get it. I get it. But it's not cool. Near Dark is such a great fucking vampire movie. And all the people that they're trying to sell it to with that cover, they will hate it. They would fucking hate the movie. Oh. Yeah. I, did, I don't know. Has Shout Factory done a release of Near Dark? Because they should. I don't know. They need to fucking release all the movies. Or Arrow. Like. <laughs> Either Arrow or Shout Factory should do a release of Near Dark because that is a fucking great vampire movie. I haven't explored Arrow enough. I need to check some of those oh, out, too. you should definitely check. Those guys are the criterion of schlock movies. Nice. Nice. And again, I'd rather I'd rather hang out at Scream Factory than, loan, than Criterion. I'll loan you my, uh, my Arrow copy of The Stuff. It's fucking awesome. The stuff is on Tubi now. Yeah. They have just, they have a great selection of these old, weird 80s horror movies. They do. If you love schlocky horror, we are not getting paid to say this. I wish we were getting paid to say this. I wish there was a way to monetize this. But fucking Tubi has a great selection of uh, schlocky horror from the 80s. And I really wish they'd sponsor us. Let's get back into this ending scene here. He stabs Loomis and then, and then Lori has the gun in front of her. She has this moment where she's like, Michael? And he kind of does this like recognition thing where like he lowers he lowers the scalpel and cocks his head like he like they're that. almost gonna cool. have a look they're almost gonna have a moment and then he's just right back to kill her because <laughs> let's face it this script isn't that subtle no my thing about this scene though is that she grabs the gun this is a chick who's never shot a gun before in her life <laughs> are you talking about the perfect shot placement twice <laughs> she shoots him in the eyes which is beautiful but when they do a close-up on the on the face right after that you can see his eyes they're not shot yeah. out you can see his eyes moving around right and there's no holes in the mask so she obviously shot him in the eyes and well, also she shot him in the eye holes yeah she stabbed him in the eye in the first one so where's mm-hmm. that where's that wound well we that's, see it in 2018 but that's not. part of why they cut out the scene where he takes his mask off and you see his face because his eyes kind of fucked up in that yep. but they trimmed that out of this one so that you don't have to so see So you don't rem- Yeah. But yeah, so now they do the gas and then Lori ends up getting out. And she- then Loomis actually has a badass death. He goes out like a he goes out like a hardcore motherfucker. Yep. Pulls That's out how I want to go out. Does he he has a one liner, doesn't he? What does he say? Do you remember? Because I can't remember. Oh, fuck. I don't remember <laughs> what he says. He does have a one-liner, and I can't remember it for the life of me. But he, he pulls out the lighter that the cop gave him earlier in the movie. Oh, shit. He does. Yeah. He does. That That's right. I was thinking, like, I because I think last week when I watched this, I, I checked out during the ending. <laughs> 
Yeah, I can understand that. I, I was hoping he was going to, like, shoot him, and then the whole thing would go up. I mean, especially you were kind of having a fucked up weekend. Oh, last yeah. Week, so. My dog may have been shot. He was not shot. Got that fucking vet with that first question. I hate that. That is not what you want to hear. <laughs> no. But he lights the fucking match. The whole, the whole room no, goes up. No, he lights up. the lighter. It's the, a, it's the a lighter, big, sorry. It's a big flick lighter. Yep. He, he flicks the lighter, and then it goes up. As far as we know, Loomis is dead. Yeah, Loomis... He has to be dead. There's no fucking way he survived that. Even Michael, the unstoppable. Don't give me some part four shit either. <laughs> part four doesn't count. I know. It wasn't supposed to exist. And then Michael, Michael, the unstoppable killing machine, walks out in one of the coolest shots in the entire movie. And this is a movie that has some very cool shots. It really does. He walks out and he is fucking in engulfed in flame he is burning like a goddamn inferno and this was the 80s there were no special effects no, to really enhance this that is a real yeah. hardcore motherfucking stunt man in a suit that is on fire like the goddamn towering inferno <laughs> <laughs> he That's looks cool. like he was he looks like his entire suit was soaked in gasoline like a marinade it was pretty good but then he finally drops and that was a great fucking scene and we see him burning by the way we see his face melting yes and we see the mask melt and his skull start to burn underneath it so as far as john carpenter in 1981 is concerned this was the last michael myers movie that we were gonna have i'm fine with that yeah i think they went out on a high note. yeah right so then you know halloween 3 comes out and it has nothing to do with anything. But people are still trying to connect it because <laughs> they do that. Yeah, it's it's over, everybody. Go home. What are you still doing here? It's over. Get the fuck out. <laughs> so that's it, man. Loomis is dead. Lori's okay. Reporters are asking her a bunch of stupid questions. And all the babies are dead. Also, does Lori ever... And there were a lot of them. Does Lori ever find out that Michael's her brother? Is there ever a conversation where somebody says, hey, Michael's your brother? Well, she kind of has that... Dream that weird sequence. Yeah. yeah, but no, nobody ever straight up says it. But she does know. Like if if you go back to H two O, she knows in H two O. Yeah, yeah, I, I know that. Yeah, so that's weird. So the information must I have think, come out. I think I think Lori kind of realized it when she heard that it was Michael Myers. Because remember, there's that scene in this one where he says that it's Michael Myers. She didn't realize it was Michael Myers all through the first one, and and that's accurate. That is actually an accurate interpretation. She yeah. had no idea. It no, was no, yeah, Myers. I like that scene a lot. So once she realized it's Michael Myers, maybe she realized that it was her brother. Maybe. And maybe she always knew that Michael Myers was her brother. Maybe that was no secret to her. Ooh, maybe. You're right. You're right, but Loomis didn't know because there was a file that was hidden. That's true. This movie's over. I kind of liked it, but I kind of didn't like it at the same time. (laughs) In my notes, I wrote, quoting the end scene where the the cops are talking to to each other, what's his count? 10 so far and i just wrote yeah because they haven't gotten to the nursery yet (laughs) (laughs) oh i'm too lazy to do an actual body count of the first two movies also i i do think it's funny that the news stations call letters were wwar w war because uh carpenter would be such a lightning rod for war with the media over his (laughs) contribution to the negative culture that was developing in the night you know i mean the whole satanic Partly satanic panic, partly, you know, the whole fear of children becoming delinquents because of horror movies. It, it was yeah. it was the Hayes Code stuff all over again, you know? Yeah, I break the law all the time, and it's all because of those damn horror movies. I'm the most boring person on the fucking planet. Yeah, it's always the same shit cycles back every ten <laughs> yeah. years. It was Grand Theft Auto last time, and... I played Grand Theft Auto too. Doom before that. I played Doom. Look at me. I'm perfectly well adjusted. Never mind the Twitch. For all the shit I like, I play Dungeons and Dragons. I watch horror movies. I play Grand Theft Auto. I fucking loved Doom. I was an early adopter of Doom. I played it in the early days. I had a 486 that I played it on. Yeah, and you're not a Satanist or a serial killer. Yeah, I should have killed. I should have killed so many more people by now. Yeah, that's boring. I haven't killed anyone yet. Expectations, yet. people. Emphasis on yet. Yeah, well, you still got you still got a few years left. I feel like uh, my later years could be good for that. What I'm trying yeah. to do is I'm trying to figure out a way to do it that isn't just some random spree killing shit. I want it to be focused and effective. I don't want to pull some crazy shit that they can blame on video games. <laughs> I want them to blame it on the people who are really responsible, namely... The cast of Friends. Yeah, even my dog thinks that's right. I fucking I, hate Friends. I was my actually going to make a Friends joke. Friends. I was actually going to make a Friends joke, but I forgot. <laughs> like I was, before I, I said that, yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna <laughs> call this one the one, in the, the one where they're in the hospital. 
Yeah, that's. <laughs> I think we should call it before. Unlike Halloween Two, we're kind of petering out. <laughs> Have we given our final thoughts yet? My final thought, <laughs> kind my, of. My final thoughts. This is a uh, this is a really fun movie. Don't expect the quality level of Halloween Two, but don't expect the schlock level of like a Friday the Thirteenth Part Two either. This is actually it's pretty good. It's fun start to finish. It's not a good movie in the objective. <laughs> You know, no. like Halloween 1 was a good movie. This isn't a good movie. Or like Halloween 2018 is a good movie. It's not a good movie like that. It's a good movie in that it is an entertaining watch start to finish. I never found myself bored. I was engaged the entire time. I walked away liking what I had seen. And upon re-watching, uh, very close re-watching, I still wasn't bored. I still had a good time watching it, which I was not sure would be the case. So yeah. This one, this one gets a thumbs up from me. I was only bored half the time. <laughs> but, again, yeah, you're right. It's worth a watch because, for me, watching Donald Pleasance just fucking chew the scenery in every scene he's in. <laughs> and that perverted guy made me laugh a lot. And then that last 20 minutes with the uh, Michael stalking Lori, that's pretty cool. There's a lot to enjoy. Yeah, so I'd, I'd, I'd give it a go. Why don't you oh, get the box set from Scream you Factory, seen, guys? If you haven't seen it, you owe it to yourself, for sure. Yeah, Scream Factory has a box set. That's what I've got. It's a box set, guys. Remember the box set? I've never mentioned the box set before. You fucking love your box sets. I do. I love box sets. They, they take up less room. It's all just it's all compact. It's you know, nice. I got to say, I don't want the box set. Here's why. <laughs> Scream Factory has a really sweet-ass edition of Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, and I want it. Okay, I fair want enough. the box art. I, I do not have that box art. I know I almost want to get their Child's Play, too, because it looks cool. <laughs> It's a good-looking edition. It's like they twenty-five dollars. I don't they need that. They put out shit. some beautiful editions. They really do. But I am gonna get uh, Big Trouble in Little China again. It's sort of relevant because we're talking about John Carpenter. Sure. Anyways, it's more relevant than ninety percent <laughs> of the conversation we've had during this podcast. I think that's it for the Halloween business, guys. Happy Halloween, folks. Happy Halloween. Go get some candy. Um, unless you're seventeen, don't be a fucking weirdo, okay? And don't don't steal little kids' yes. candy. You're better than that. Are they? Unless you're a parent, in which case, totally steal your kids' candy. That's just good parenting anyways how about we do some social media stuff how about that oh god <laughs> what i forgot we had social media me too what social media do we have if you want to follow us you can follow us on everything at the shark pod and if you want to give us some money donate to our patreon at patreon.com slash sharks cross hollywood i would be remiss <laughs> if i didn't tell people that if they want to support the show financially they can go to audibletrial.com forward slash sharks across hollywood get a free 30-day trial where you'll get a free book that is yours to keep even if you don't decide to continue the trial and you will get two Audible originals, one of which I know is up your alley this month, R.L. Stein's Red Camp Red Moon, which I just listened to uh, this week. I love that dumb shit. It's very campy, which is appropriate because it's about a summer camp that yes. is haunted and has werewolves and killer robots <laughs> and ghosts and everything. I'm there, man. That sounds awesome. So if you want to give that a listen or the audiobook of your choice and, excuse me, you can give that a listen and the audiobook of your choice because that's an Audible original, which is free with your membership. You get two free Audible originals every month with your membership and with your trial you'll get a free audiobook that's yours to keep. Just go to audibletrial.com forward slash sharks across Hollywood and help us out. We'll be back next week with, I don't know, I don't know what, something, something weird. How about that? It'll be fun. But happy Halloween, and until next week, stay jossom. Awesome.